gonna go a little bit um <clears throat> deeper right now and um i'm sorry if this is gonna be a little bit emotional topic but i have to bring it up i know one of the reasons that you decided to get uh to get better was for your son who right now you we, we have lost chris um i was very curious this was something that i was scared when when chris passed away that maybe that would lead you back to to um to being an addict to drinking smoking or whatever because you know people people deal with grief in different ways and there's one asimaga there's no such grief as losing a parent or a child and i'm grateful to god that i have not yet experienced none of that and i would never wish that on anybody and it was so sad that one you were just getting your life together and enjoying this moment of um being a father and you ended up losing Chris. So how hard was that with you also battling addiction? Did at one point did you really uh, did you ever think about getting back or was it also one of the reasons that actually pushed you to keep on fighting so that your son can be proud of him while even if he's yes. oh, up in man. heaven? They uh today uh I can please talk about it uh you know a little bit more comfortable like with, with less, without crying maybe let me say that because i remember i spoke about this when i went to a convention in south africa and i had a speak on a convention and it was the hill was still like it was still a little bit new you know and i had to speak about i remember i had to cry I, uh, but today i can speak about it without really crying so basically um when i had my son uh i was okay. i was in active addiction as you say as you say it uh, it was one of the reasons that i got clean i decided to get clean because i was thought about it and um, when i was in there and when i was getting clean i always knew that when i come out i'll be able to be a father as well you know and be there for my son and uh, be all the things that i wanted to be all the things that i thought i should be and uh i remember i was already out and we had gone to tanga we was going to go meet a regional commissioner over there you know for for this na narcotics you know for what was doing for other addicts and when i was in tanga that's when i had a phone call that my son had passed and it's funny because the phone call came from just a random guy a friend and he thought that i knew of the news so he just told he just told uh, told me about it in a normal way like yo i'm really sorry i had this and i was like what so that really shocked me and i panicked and i remember calling my mom and i had to come back and I, you know continuing all the process it was really hurtful it was really a painful situation and as you said you thought i was really going to get back to using and a lot of people thought i was going to go back to using you know including my sponsor at that time you know and rehab uh, the, the owner of the rehab because she was a very good friend of mine and such because i would go back to rehab and teach the classes and all of that so you know they called me they showed me a lot of love they were there for me and i'm grateful because i had friends in, i had new friends not my old friends all my friends were new friends in in within the program living within the program who were not using any sort of mind altering chemical who were not going to any sort of you know clubs or whatever whatever so you know i had this friends that would just hang out go for uh drink beer or whatever and we just talk about a lot of things and we talk about our challenges and everything that we are facing and we give each other hope strength and courage 
that's what we used to share, you know, with our experience. So when that happened, I'm glad I had a little group of friends who were like my support system. So after the funeral and all that, the next day I remember they just called me and some came to the funeral and the next day they called me and we started hanging out. Like the next day, the day after, the day after, they, they never let me go. Like I was, they were almost around me all the time. And I, I, went, I had to go to meetings, a lot of meetings, and I would share honestly of what I was feeling and what I was going through. And I would cry, follow them without, um, oh my God, tears started coming out. And I would just cry. Um, I'm sorry. And I would just start crying and talking. And they would, they, would, they would just tell me to let it out. And after that, they would hug me and we would just go and talk. You know, hugs are therapeutic. You know what I mean? They're really helpful. And um, that's how I coped with it, by the way. So I coped with it by my friends in the NA recovering addicts, fellow recovering addicts who are clean, helped me by going to meetings, by sharing. And uh, also by walking the steps, but then this also got me more close to, to God. I remember at the, at the actual day of the funeral when I was in church, I came out of the church as soon as I saw him laying in the casket. I came out and then I asked God, I looked up in the sky and I asked God, I was really angry and I told God like, yo, how are you doing this? Why are you doing this? You should have taken me. Like, I don't, like, I have already wasted my life. So you could have taken me and leave this kid who's just an angel to grow up and be a better version of me. At least I would have done something good, you know, because now you're letting me leave and I've done nothing good and I'm not good and I don't even deserve to be alive. I remember saying that and I remember talking to uh, one of, uh, it was, I remember it was like a friend who was also that came out and was giving me, you know, standing close to me just, you know, to give me company. And they told me, like, don't say that, man. Don't say that, God. You, you, you don't know the plan. Don't say that. You're wrong. And it, I blamed God for a few days. You know, I blamed God for a few days. It was hard. We've all been there. Trust me. We've all blamed God at certain yeah, points in our lives. Going, as I said, as I kept going to meetings and, you know, with my friends, what is sharing. You know, some ease came along with it. And uh, I, I, But then one thing that I knew, one thing that I knew is that there's no way I can go back to using because that will not change anything. It will just make things worse. And I remember that the lady uh, at the sober that I was at, she, she was scared too, just like the way you say it. She even, after some time, she called me and then after a month or two, she was like, you know what? I'm really proud of you and I'm really surprised. I thought after the death of your son, that was it. Like, I thought that we had lost too. I thought that he was gonna go back, jump into that full swing, and we was gonna lose you. And I remember just telling her that uh, I would think that would have been the solution or the right thing to do. I think I have a greater purpose, and I think God has a reason to live me alive today, because I feel, yeah, I feel like my Amen. story has to be told, and I feel like I can do way, much more like right now so like i believe that i was still alive for a reason and even if you look at it i've buried a lot of uh friends my close friends you know i've buried them just the people that i hanged out with so, but not only that even recovering addicts so the house manager that took me into the house first time the house manager that first gave me my first book to read the just for today that same manager they told me that 
he saw something in me and he had faith in me that I could stand in front of the class and teach other recovering addicts that I could I should start reading meditations for them that I should start translating it for them and doing all of these things and put my heart into the program that same manager passed away when I was still in the house you know and I had to bury him and I remember when dad had come to he was also close to dad they'd become kind of friends with him and I remember even dad uh, went to his funeral you know and uh, that was also hard that was the first funeral I had and then my son that was the biggest challenge the first biggest challenge I had in recovery was me losing my son that was my first test biggest challenge now all this other, all this other challenges Let me that tell you come now later they're just normal challenges is why I could survive them but then there was also a meditation you know a book that Axtus or was reading remember reading this is probably before even my son passed before all of this happened you know saying what will do and it spoke about and I and I thought about either losing mom losing dad losing you losing my son what we would we do you know would we go back to smoking so there's a meditation for that and I'd already read that in class and I'd already talked but so when it happened to me when I lost my son I just had to go back to the same meditation again and remember and I just had to recall you know and just go to my books and you know pick up what I was writing down and then hang out with the friends and all of that helped me so the tools that I got from the treatment center the recovery houses is what actually helped me and it's because I took the program serious from the very beginning and I had my notes and everything that's why I was able to survive this I'm going to tell you something um I think my proudest moment of you was also when you survived that because to be honest i really doubted if you would and i'm not gonna lie because losing at that time you were just getting your recovery on you were excited about being a father and nini and i felt like all that was suckered because of chris so to lose the one thing that was making you trying to get better I, I really was so scared for you. So that was one of my biggest, proudest moments of your oh, um, that, uh, recovery. Like, uh, thank you for telling me that. I won't you lie. Told me that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you get a big head. So sometimes I don't give you compliments. <laughs> so um, uh, since uh, my, my next question was actually going to be like uh, mm. present day struggles in a nutshell, like, do you have relapse fears and if you get those how do you overcome them and keep going because um especially also we're going to say like 2020 yeah. has been a fucked up year so you know um it's it's really hard to stay positive in this year and i don't we, we just keep keep going as we keep going so um um i don't know in your present day struggles like how is that Yeah, because I'm here in Tanzania making visa. To be honest, you guys have read, uh, chased Corona away because um, there's no Corona in Tanzania. You don't have no orange. You're orange guy. Bruh, but we're not going to talk about your Namibia, so. Okay. Yes, and that probably won't like it, so. No politics, man. 
No politics, yes. Let's leave so that well, at uh, that. Well, so. the struggle right now is uh, getting my dreams to take off. Well, unfortunately, I don't get presented with a lot of opportunities, you know, and this is prior to my past reputation, you know. So stigma bado ipo pale pale kidogo, but yeah, yeah, but uh cuz those who hear about my past get cold feet and uh and doubts whether I've really changed or I'm the same guy because you know, a lot of people due to lack of knowledge of the matter don't believe that addicts can uh can actually stop and truly recover, you know. They just believe Okay, trust is earned. So it's kind of like you lost uh, people lost a lot yeah, of their yeah, trust nine, in you so now you have to and it all over. You just got it's not actually yeah, yeah, it, no, seven. Sorry. Yes, yeah, seven. Congratulations Thank on seven you. years. I'm so, so fucking proud of you. Yeah, but I say even though I'm like I'm like seven years clean and uh, and, and sober today, I just you know, because uh, I just turned there on the 9th of, of, of October, right? That was my swim day. So this puts me in a very difficult situation and creates uh, an friendly environment for me to get a, to even get a job. So I, ca- I can't even get paid. And without being paid, you know, I found myself struggling to support my day-to-day living, you know, at least uh, uh, while I work on my, on my big dreams, you know. Or the visions that I have, you know, because I, I struggle with the day-to-day basics, you know, like sometimes the food, the shelter, the clothes. I'm glad, you know, and, and, and as, as I say, sometimes it's just that it's just the basics, because you know you can you can have food this week and the next week you don't. You can have shelter and the next month you don't have rent. So it's painful because this forces me at times to be dependent on my parents. Like I have to depend on my dad, you know, to help me pay rent. You know, you know, to her moms to help me do a little bit of this, to get a little bit of money for groceries, for food, and all of that. And now, being a grown ass man, you know, it shouldn't be that way. So, like this, this is one of the things as well that 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 is really, you know, taking a lot of energy. You know, I, it puts me down a lot. I feel bad. I feel what? But then, because of recovery, you know. But then again, you just practice acceptance. You know. And apply certain spiritual principles and lead by faith and hope that hope for the better, you know, while you still work on your on your on your dreams and, and visions, you know. So that those are some of the challenges that but as you know there are seventeen spiritual principles, right? We and the first one is honesty. Because like I gotta be honest to myself before I'm honest to anybody else. Because I can tell you like, you know what, what if I'm not honest to myself, then I'll just be lying to you as well. And me being honest, yeah, yeah. So me being honest to myself, yes. It's like you know what, look, man. In reality, I have to get a job or something that I can earn a little money, so I can be able to pay certain bills just to survive. Then I I can save that money and then invest it in my dreams and make my dream a reality. But now, when 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 in 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 the world today or this country that I'm living in today. You know, it's hard to just get a part-time job. If I was in London or England, I would say maybe I'll definitely be working. You know, get a part-time job, man. If I get a job, job. But now here in here in our country, it's hard to even get a job. Like you can't even get that job, even though I want to get a job so much, but you can't. And then so you try, you know, sometimes I'm investing certain businesses. You know, you try chicken. You know, you try do Uber. 
you try to do this and you know it's hard sometimes it just wouldn't work out you know because of the, the way the situation the system is and the money is and remember these are things that it's not that i love to do or i want to do but i feel like i have to do them so that i can earn something and so that i can put it in my dream or in achieving my dream but it's still hard so the only thing i can do right now is actually put all my energy and my focus in my dream you know so i decided to do that instead i decided to invest in my own company invest in myself start my own like record label my own mini and i just that, 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 that's one of the reasons why i go back into music because it's my hobby i remember coming out of of treatment center at the beginning i even spoke to pops i remember when i went to see dad and he was like oh yeah, so are you gonna get back into your music and i was like no i'm not gonna get into music right now and i don't want to do that right now i'm just gonna and do whatever and it's what that's when i started trying to find ways of you know selling chicken doing cars you know the uber and all of that trying to find means and while i stay clean and attend meetings but it got to a point i was like you know what and because i have love for music it's my love it's my passion it's my hobby and i know i'm talented because a lot of people tell me that you know so i did i just decided recently you know like a year two years ago to just get back into my music and make it like a real business right now and actually start to invest in it but it still requires me to come up with some money and the question is where do i come up with that money you know so i'm still okay um uh, i'm running out of time because you can talk my my guy <laughs> but um briefly briefly tell tell my listeners uh, about your music like don't go too deep in it but tell them uh, a little bit about your music and where they can find it so you never know who might be listening to this not that i have big enough listeners but you never know you know somebody might come across it and an opportunity might come out so the floor is yours advertise yourself by the way as an artist i go by mullah gang and uh my music is more about imm inspirational motivational music and there's some music some songs i tell you what i've been through what i've done and some music i tell people or or paint a picture of whatever is going on in the world you know because sometimes i believe for me to talk to addicts or hustlers or gangsters i have to speak their language to get them understand sometimes i feel like i can talk to anybody else with the language so that's my music my music is basically imm inspirational motivational music mola gang empire you can find my music on youtube you know uh has if you just put mola gang straight you you know i'll pop up uh instagram i i just got a new account on instagram it's called rise of an empire uh mola gang rise of an empire you can find me there follow me make sure you follow me there you can get all the latest and i'm on twitter as well mola gang 20 on twitter you can follow me that as well or well, facebook yeah patrick mula you can follow me on all, I'm on all those social media platforms i put my music there advertising so it's all there show some love man go to youtube press some like all right people you heard it go support my brother his music is out there um i've, I've had it uh, i love it so please follow him listen to it and if people out there looking for up and coming artists 
highlight him. And also, people, if you have jobs and you're willing to hire and not to be, you're not a part of the stigmatization right. and are willing to hire and give right. people second chances, hit right. him up as well. He's looking for for job. He's looking to to increase his empire. Thank so do the needed job. Okay? I'll do it, man. Thank Don't you. Worry, <laughs> you had him any job as long as it pays. You yeah, know, don't, exactly. don't say too little also, okay? Just because yeah. you said any job, you know? Good enough pay. <laughs> the guy is trying to eat, live, right. and live, and, and, and venture his dreams, okay? All right, so let's end this with um, any advice. Do you have any advice for the ones who are struggling victims, for those people who um, are trying to get, in, uh, to, to get clean, who are dealing with addiction, to anybody who's listening to this and we all have loved ones we all have people we know who are who are addicts who are going through this okay, so, so what can you tell the people basically if you are still an addict right okay so first of all i want to finalize this by saying that um everything happens by working the 12-step program which you find in treatment centers so if you are still an addict or you know you are suffering addict out there please make that hard decision and seek help you know go to a treatment center or go to church or mosque you know i say those places because you can find spiritual principles there and they will help you but also talk to someone don't keep it to yourself. Don't keep it all boarded up. Find a person. Talk to them. Hey, look, you can talk to me anytime. Look for me. Tell me you're an addict. You're suffering. I'll talk to you. I'll help you. I, I By the way, I do that as well. And I speak to them and I help them. So you can do that. Just make sure you come out and, and, and keep it real safe. Because this is what I want to say. That the lie is there and we do really recover. You know, like that lie of they're always an addict. An addict is always an addict. That lies dead. An addict does recover and do, do become productive members of society. So, yeah, if you're an addict out there, get help. Seek help. You can change. You know, it's not the end of the world. Being an addict is not the end of the world, man. I was once an addict. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, I would also, um, my, my, my brother said it calmly that uh, he also do talks, but let, let me let me say, because uh, this is one of the other things that I'm proud of him. Um, the fact that he didn't let his story, um, his journey, his story define him. He continuously speaks on his story. He continually reaches out to people to help. So um, not only does he speak, he has traveled and, and has uh, given talks. He has also been on TV and he has also made his own documentary. Um, so I, 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 I'm a big fan and um, I'm proud of him for all that. So if you're going through something and you're scared of, you don't know who to talk to, you're scared yet on how to ask for help, reach out to him. Trust me, he likes talking his story because at some point you also have to be willing and ready to agree that your story sh you shouldn't be shame if you if you aren't ashamed of your story nothing can stop you from getting better you need to to move from that shame stage and you never know it's helping out there so patrick i thank, thank you, you so for, for for doing that thank you for, for being that you. i was gonna say that thank and you thank you for coming class. today thank you for having me on your so uh, I'm a big <laughs> fan of yours too. I was really proud when you started this 
uh, talk shit with Paula, and I was like, yay, you know, huh? So uh, I listen to some of your stuff. Some of them I don't listen to because, you know, girly stuff a lot. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> but I'm really proud of you. Keep doing yeah, 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 yeah. Thank, Thank you. I love you. Take right care. Enjoy Good the rest night. of your Sunday. For this. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Good night. And thank you for staying up for this. <laughs> Please stay tuned. What's coming next is Mula Gang's new song, aka Patrick Mula Mula. So listen to his new track, which is out right now, and go show some love and support on his Instagram page, Mula underscore Gang TZ. Hoo-hoo, go, Patrick. Ha <laughs> Mula gang Yeah You already know I'm a chocolate block for hip hop Solid heavy mass for holding hip hop steady Hip hop has become part of a taradito As our world is full of them Seen a witness through advertising, PR and propaganda Flirtation, stage events and presentations Random moments, petty lies and quiet pleasures my lyrical skills transliterate the Greek to Swahili Nicky Bish, I'm a Nicky Wapili Blood eyes of Joe Makini Either way, I'ma bust the 16s like I seen a big booty in a bikini I spaz out on your ignorant shit And nah, I don't wanna hear your 16s Miss me with the bullshit My lyrical contents will pulverize you mentally be humble as I'm a noble maid of a star With an exalted moral and a mental character of excellence Fuckery, the legendary ish The dignity in my conception is in the man of my expression The lyrical composition and verbal execution Be kingly splendid, the aura befitting the king As I strolled into the room Hail, the king is home As you hear the lion roar Hail, the king is home As you hear the lion roar my time is money, so if you're talking cheap, I ain't counting I've been on my grind, title empty Thomas and cold sleepless nights Ran out of gas, gotta push the whip, my ex running on IG But I'll die for material wealth as I die for loyalty This one my sucker got smaller and the vision got clearer The strength is in loyalty and not numbers So I treat life like chess, move in silence And only speak when it's time to yell checkmate Checkmate a true night is full of bravery In the midst and in the beginning of danger Determined to succeed, yes I will To speed up the process I invested in myself Even when it got dark and my shadow left me In the valley of death, I stared it straight in the eye Like I'm ready to die to bring my dreams to life Liberate the consignment of your souls Mentally constrained, who believe in the white Jesus Brainwashed like how they wiped out our history Time to rewrite history A few bad chapters, Dominic can't end well It's your story to tell Either you go get it or you fold and fail as a man Mulligan, we're on it, let's get it